0: Hey there. Hi. Great to have you back on. I am looking forward to it. I certainly need something good in the world to happen, or at least a good conversation to happen, because the news this morning has not been very good.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I haven't been watch. I don't really watch the news, only because it's all fake.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, um, I-, I hear so, you. I hear you.
1: Yeah, it's just, um, It's. it's hard to... I don't know if it's real or not. You
0: know what I mean? There's a lot of that going on around what I'm referencing to, and I'm not going to bum you out with the details It's just what happens to be on my mind. We had another school shooting today uh, in, in, in Texas. And, you know, I, I literally had just dropped off my kids mm-hmm. to school this morning. I come back, I turn on the, uh, I, I start going about my day and the news right. hits and at least we have, Ten kids that are gone and mm-hmm. th- th- that entire community is devastated and that's just hard to, to deal with and wrap my mind around and so i i am certainly looking for good vibes and just you know to get my head out of that so good morning that's a that's a morning. very dire way to say good morning <laughs> so you are in southern california do you mind if i ask are you northern southern
1: i am southern california
0: Okay, fantastic. So am I. So you're dealing with the uh with the cloudy weather that we have yes, around. Yes,
1: I know. It's 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 strange I can say, but I think it's also if I remember correctly, around this time is usually when it's cloudy, like even into June, like the June gloom type of situation. Right. So it is common. I mean I'd rather have this than hot weather to be honest.
0: You know, it's always amazing and it it, it happens every single year. Where mm-hmm. I'm complaining about this kind of weather because I get <laughs> I get cold whenever it if it's under seventy degrees I am freezing,
1: yeah. I am
0: I'm Latino so we're warm weather people and uh, this is just too crazy for me. But the thing is that I I carp and I complain about this weather. Right. Then come August, I am oh, dreading yeah. <laughs> the dry hundred degree heat. There's yeah. no escaping it. Uh, last year we actually did not have an air conditioning unit. And it was miserable. Oh,
1: my goodness. That's, that's horrible to have.
0: <laughs> well, for, for us, at least we know it. My father-in-law yeah. lives in Alaska, and he came to visit us for the summer, and we had no AC. And uh, mind you, his top temperature is probably about 80, if that. So being at 100 degrees was not comfortable for the guy, and I felt so bad that he, uh, he had to deal with it. But that's just the way it goes. Exactly. Cool. Well, you and I met a few days ago. We connected over the conversation about marriage, but that really, to that morphed really quickly into talking about uh, spirituality, right? Healing. Um, and I wanted to explore that a little bit further with you, okay. uh, and also the fact that you know that you you have started a business and you're kicking that off. So maybe you could just remind me a little bit about what it is that you're with it.
1: Okay, so pretty much what I do is I am a life coach, um, I am a angel reader, and I just pretty much just give um, advice to others that need motivation, and just overall support, um, and experiencing their spirituality, and I also teach my, um, my spiritual teachings that I've learned over time, and, and the wisdom on that I've gained so far. Uh, to help, you know, pretty much a lot of the youth is where I'm targeting, but I could target anyone, to be honest with you. Um, so that with that being said, you know, I developed a website or not a website just yet, but I developed a company um, that is based upon that, that people can come to me, reach reach out to me if they need live coaching or if they want an angel reading Or if they want a spiritual teaching, meaning like if they want to learn more about meditation or spirituality or what's this big buzz about, you know, spirituality movement that's coming in, you know, um, I'm here to teach you. And so just take everyone. I hope you guys know that I am working on a website. So hopefully you'll see that pretty soon. So, yeah.
0: And, and in the meantime, people can find you on Twitter. I know that's where I found you, too.
1: Yeah, they can find me on Twitter. They can find me on Instagram. Um, and they can also find me on Facebook. But Facebook, I'm still working on the Facebook. So you may not see anything just yet. Um, and also, you can contact me at my new email. So instead of uh, sepa at Gmail, it's actually going to be Stephanie at sepahealing.com.
0: Lovely. Let's talk a little bit about mindfulness. And and the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because it's something relatively new to me. The first interaction that I ever had with it was actually at my kid's school.
1: Mm-hmm. When
0: I was in middle school, junior high, that's how old I am. That's how we call it in L.A. Mm-hmm. When I was in junior high, there was no such thing as mindfulness. There was no time period in the day where you got to go to a class, uh, sit on uh Big chairs, comfy chairs, beanbag chairs. Have some. Um, have somebody ring a bell, and then you focus on that bell for a few minutes before you started your conversation about whatever the the the, uh, the person at the front wanted to talk about. That right. If I had come home to my dad, my very Mexican dad, and told him that that's what I was doing, he would have smacked me upside the, the head and told me to knock it off, go do mm-hmm. something productive like go play basketball. Uh, but that is now available both at my kids' middle school and it's also available at our local high school. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I wanted to ask you to start, what is your definition of mindfulness? What what does it bring to the table to you? And what do you hope it instills in others?
1: Okay, so what I believe mindfulness is is just being aware, being one with yourself, um, being able to control certain thought patterns that, you know, may affect people, you know, in their everyday life, um, being mindful is a sense of, of security in a sense to where, you know, you're, you're able to understand the emotions of yourself and also with others and being awakened, you know, being, being spiritually awakened in a sense to where. You know, you can definitely, you know, understand life a little bit easier in a sense to where, you know, you don't have to worry about other minor problems or things that may stress you or things that may put you in fear. Because remember, fear is all in the mind. And remember, too, the thoughts are not yours. That's something that people need to realize that the thoughts sometimes that come to your mind is not your own thoughts. And when you become to realize that, then you'll feel like, okay, well, if that's the case, then what does that even mean? Right? Is that, that's pretty much like the next assumption. Um, And what that means is pretty much you're able to distinguish the mind and the body, not as your own and know that the, the light within you is what is charging your body and your mind at the same time. If that makes sense.
0: I'm trying to, but I'm, I'm going to ask you to clarify for me with Sorry. regards to your, your, your thoughts or are not your own. If they're not your own,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where are they coming from? Where are they being imprinted from? from the What's things, the source?
1: From the things that you watch, the people that you hear, the things that you read, um, the conversations that you may have had with others, um, that can tend to be imprinted on you and then you'll think about them and then all these other assumptions will come up randomly and this is what the ego likes to do sometimes is it likes to bring these these thoughts that you may have heard from someone or you may have read or something and then they, they end up creating some type of a fear and then those fears are not real because those are illusions that the mind decided to create if that makes sense.
0: So, do you feel that the individual is primarily a creation of a, of the environment?
1: Yeah, for sure. If if that's what that individual so chooses. Remember, we all have choice, right? So, when you have choice, then you understand that you know you're you're aware of your actions. You're aware of your responsibilities. You know you have the choice whether you want to. Take that information that you got from wherever you got it from and make it your own or not. You know what I mean? I'm
0: um, Yeah, no, I'm trying to. And, and that's the reason why we're having this mm-hmm. conversation, because a lot of these concepts, although they're not entirely new to me, uh, th- they don't conflict. But I am trying to figure out how they might merge into into feelings or thoughts or paradigms that I myself have, because I do agree with you. And, and it's part, I know for instance, like we started this conversation, say a conversation a minute ago, something bad happened in the world that has, that uh, has affected me through this conversation and right. it will continue to affect me through the rest of the day because I can't help but feel and, uh, But had had I not been part of that dialogue early on, you and I might have a completely different energy going into this discussion. So, yes, I most certainly understand that. I guess I am trying to understand, to to, to comprehend, Mm -hmm. is your guidance in the process of mindfulness to figure out a way to shed the environment and then just come to grips with one's true inner self?
1: Okay. Um,
0: is the... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, I guess that's my question. Are, are you trying to divorce in the practice of mindfulness, divorce the environment around you so that you can deal with the abstract but real you?
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. What I, like For me, like, what I do is that I don't assume that anything is good or anything is bad. And the reasons why I say this is because, for example, you know, the shooting that happened, you know, that you're telling me in Texas. Now, that person that committed these, you know, murders, right? In their mind, they thought that they were doing something right. In their mind, they thought, well, I'm going to do this because it makes me feel better. I feel like I'm doing something right, but around the world, people hearing about this news think otherwise. Because people with a logical mindset would say, you know what, someone that goes to a school and shoots up a school and kills children is 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 the devil, right? Or is such um, a bad citizen of the United States to even have this weaponry to go ahead and do that? Like, what that doesn't make any sense, right? So all these assumptions come up of why you think it's wrong. But that person that did the murder may think it's right. So it comes to something that's very controversial when it comes to to thinking what's right and what's wrong.
0: Well, I mean, I, I certainly can see that. I mean, right. I have a feeling that as much as we would vilify somebody like an Adolf Hitler, right, Adolf exactly. Hitler felt in, in, in this degree. I, I, I have always been a believer that there's two things going on. One, that there are very... There are very few, if any, absolutes in life. I believe that we, that there's a spectrum to things and we happen to flow in, well, that we meander through these spectrums in, in a number of ways, whether that be sexuality, right. whether that be, like you said, what's good and what's right, mm-hmm. uh, because th- 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 there's, no, th- there's no certainty in that way. With that being said, mm-hmm. because, th- th- we might, there might be that ex- spectrum that could exist. But over and on top of that, because we do have to live in society, mm-hmm. society imposes its norms and its morals and tells you these are the boundaries that this society has decided for itself. We will all live within. And anything outside of that is an aberration. And to the person in that spectrum, like you said, they're, they're living their own and they're going on by their own drummer. But the society that, that does have to Cope with that, mm-hmm. says that's out of the boundaries, right? And so I, I, I don't, I, I understand it is controversial. I think to the everyday person who thinks, well, this is right, this is wrong,
1: that
0: mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole complete different conversation. I think getting back to the mindfulness component of it, right? It's you perhaps helping somebody who is on the fringes, or if not outside of the boundaries, maybe figuring out a way to resolve whatever feelings or, or merge or understand what the societal boundaries are. Does that make sense?
1: No, I totally get it. And, and honestly, too, something that you have to be aware is, you know, the fact that these things are happening around the world. So that this is real things that are happening, right? Which they are and to a degree. Um, and when you see these things, you have to ask yourself, what's the root what is the cause of this insanity that's going on is it because these people that are committing these horrible crimes what is their background what's going on with these types of people are these types of people going unnoticed are are they getting medical attention if they do have a a mental disease are they getting some type of psychological medical attention are they or are they getting slipped under the radar and not being cared about and and roaming frugalously like it's it's nobody's business you know no
0: I, mean? I, I i do i just saw this documentary <clears throat> and i talked about this on on something that i recorded just before i talked to you mm-hmm. because i was trying to process my own thoughts on the tragedy today. the day but
1: right.
0: uh, it's 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 a documentary it's on hbo it's called a dangerous son and it discusses basically um children who are mentally ill mm-hmm. or have uh, you know uh, who have issues right. In the way in which this society, we can only talk for in the U.S. because that's where we live, right. how we, a <clears throat> one of the people in the documentary said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing badly, but that when somebody has cancer, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody rallies to that person and yeah. have fundraisers and bake sales. Because that's that's the right thing to do. That is something that we can all agree on. But when somebody has a mental dis- disability in this country, we shun that person and we shun the family and those around them, and we don't give them the the tools to cope with that. And in watching the documentary and also talking to other parents, mm-hmm. because I, I I'm in that world right. who have challenge, you know, children with challenges. Um, I I believe that yes, we do not we do not give mental illness the respect as an issue that it needs to yes we're very quick to blame mm-hmm. uh parents or we're very quick to blame video games or very qu- quick to blame media but we don't focus on the fact that these people have issues that need to be evaluated that we need to t- exactly and tackle as a society
1: right
0: uh you couple that with the you know, the amount of uh, weaponry that we have in this country, and it's a terrible cocktail. So that that is certainly something that, that I'm keen on. I think where it comes to what, you know, what you're endeavoring in, if that's a word, when you're yes. the endeavor <laughs> that you're partaking is the fact that I think that there's also a misconception in the community at hand, the society at hand with something like what you do in other words that's hippie stuff mm-hmm. or that's um you know that or that's uh, crystals and in in paganism, for lack of a better term and i guess where i what i where i wanted to ask you is what are some of the misconceptions that you see out there and what and what is it also what what is drawing people to your type of healing
1: i think it's because I allow myself to be open, you know what I mean, I I allow myself to carry a certain energy where, you know, I'm not carrying any hate in my heart, I'm not carrying any judgment in my heart, I'm not carrying any regret or, or any type of guilt, you know, I put all my feelings to the side, and focus on people. Because when you become selfless in a sense, to where all you care about is people's well-being, it is the most rewarding thing ever. Like earlier, no, actually, no, last night, um, I did have a podcast with a young gentleman, and I believe he was somewhere, um, around the globe. I didn't, ex- I don't know exactly which continent he was in, but I can. He had a, you know, accent, and you know, I was describing to him, you know, like my experiences that I had the other day, and. And for it was about motivation, and he said to me, "Wow, what you just said to me just inspired me." And when he said that, it was like I was, it was like the most amazing physical high, natural high of, of, of helping others and, and knowing that you can inspire them to become whatever it is that they need to become—is is priceless. And I can I'll so- do it over and over again every day. So
0: in that in that sense, it's not entirely altruistic. There is something that you gain from it. Sure. And, and I think that's and I think that's fair to say. And, and I and I it might be one of the misconceptions about people that pursue the education that you pursue and, and teach what you teach is this concept of, well, you know, it's all about peace and love and hugs and rainbows. Sure. But the fact that it is that it is in fact, if if I'm describing or if I'm understanding it correctly from your end. Uh, that you are also gaining from this, that you are also feeding from this. Oh,
1: for sure, because it's like it's a not. It's you have to think about it as is, you know, giving and receiving, right? When you're giving yourself to someone, you're also receiving their love back because they appreciate you for who you are.
0: Right now, with regards to it's something that we ask at most typical uh networking lunches but and but i think it's apropos. So i'll ask it sure when you talk about the ideal client so if i was out in the world or if mm-hmm. others are out in the world uh and you had to describe who the perfect client is for you describe who that person would be
1: honestly i think everyone it could be a perfect client for me if they are willing and what I mean by willing is is that, is that they're willing to give up the ego in a sense to where it doesn't serve them in any sort of way. It doesn't give them spiritual growth. Um, I think a, a client would be someone that genuinely wants to change them and reach a different light to be a better better version of themselves. I think that would be probably the client that I would want to have versus someone that refuses my 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 um my teachings and and the ideologies that I may carry you know if they deny it then that's on them you know maybe it just didn't work out but that's okay but at least I still made some type of impression on the person or where whatever I had said may not resonate that with them right now but maybe later down the line it will and that's all that matters
0: Oh, that's interesting. I, I talked to I've, I've talked to several people, and uh, and I think you touched upon this as well. Is the fact that we live in a society where uh, we require results almost instantly? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen right now, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And the challenge that we have is that oftentimes, what you do today may not pay off until months from now. Mm-hmm. Or something that you heard on any given point in time, or an exercise or a practice that you took, you know, that, you, that you were involved with, may not come to fruition until months later, or it may not kick in until months later. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, something that people need to understand perhaps about something like what you do and other, that the fact that you need to give it time. You need to give it time
1: exactly you do you need to give everything time I think that within time you'll be able to realize the growth that you've experienced in that amount of time that you first started something like for example like for me I haven't gotten one client yet and that's okay I don't view it as like oh my gosh you know like why don't I have it and it's because there's a lot of moving parts in the company that I am creating, I'm not just providing a service, but I'm also going eventually I want to provide, you know, you know, tools to use, like actual tangible tools to use to help you in your spiritual process. But that's later down the line. But all of these things take time. And that's what's beautiful about it. it is the. it's not it's not about we're going to be in like a year from now. It's about the journey from that year from now. It's that journey that you're going to be experiencing. It's those days where, you know, you're, you're actually stepping into a realm that you've never done. And you're finally making that move. It's, it's about trying to, you know, grow with within that process as well, because sometimes when you speed things up and you want an instant result, a lot of the times you'll be over it within 2.5 seconds, and it may not even be exactly what you wanted in the first place after the time passes.
0: Well, that's very true, and i, I that's an, another challenge of our society is that we're so goal-oriented that mm-hmm. oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough room to ponder the tangents. Uh, in other words, I'm, I seek out to do this, and if I don't get that, then it didn't matter whereas we forget that there was a journey to get there. Mm -hmm. And perhaps somewhere along the journey, we found something else um, that that, that, that will provide us more fulfillment. But because we didn't reach the end, um, we dismiss it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Now, could you talk a little bit about uh, education-wise as far as how the, the resources or the background as far as what you have studied briefly and how you got to be to this place?
1: Um, in the beginning, it just started just with me and doing my own personal research and my own studies of reading books. And um, the first, I would say, person that inspired me to take a spiritual path and be a spiritual teacher uh, was Paramahansa Yogananda. Um, he is a guru. He was from India. And um, a lot of his teachings are just so impressive. You can also see actually his documentary on, um, on Netflix. Um, and it's, okay. You just type in his name and he'll, his documentary will pop up. And when I saw his documentary, that changed my whole entire life. Like It literally molded me and I realized why I'm here and why I need to help others. And since that time, you know, I went heavily into meditation. You know, I meditated at least three times a day. So one in the morning, one in the, ev- in you know, in the midst of before the evening time and then one at night. And I noticed and I began to notice how much I was growing spiritually and physically and emotionally. Like, it's just, wow, you know, it was so profound for me. And then I decided to go to um, a holistic school um, and it's called... Um, Integrative, Healing Arts of interior. wait, hold on, I'm getting a little tongue-tied here, mm-hmm. it's uh, the one in Arizona, and it's an institution, and um, it's called Suiha. and um, ahead, I went there for about a couple of months, and I realized, wow, everything I'm learning is something I've already developed, which was nuts, like, I'm like, oh my god, like, everything that I'm studying is stuff that I already know, yeah, there are stuff that I don't know, but there are things that I did. And so that's what made me feel like, okay, I think I can pursue my company because of all the teachings I've gained over, over the years. So,
0: so that's how you came about
1: that. Yeah.
0: Now, if so, I guess my, my, my follow-up question is you, you, your goal is to lead folks in mindfulness. You hope to be, well, you are a life coach uh, th- that's the, th- that's what you want to bring to the world. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: who do you go to, uh, when you need some time o- or do you,
1: I honestly go to, um, his name is Sad Biru. You can find him on YouTube. Um, he's the one that I go to honestly, to unwind and kind of give myself a break from my own mind and to hear his teachings and, um, that is what really molded me even more to become what I need to become. Um, and there's so many teachings that he has on there. So many, like I can't, I can't even count. It's all over the, it's all over YouTube. Um, and he travels all over the world. He was just in LA recently. And I think in April, um, I wish I went to went to that, but his tickets are so expensive, but, um, you know, his, his teachings are just so profound and so simple that's the thing that I loved about him is because he's simple and he's very honest. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. Um, And so that's who I go to for, for, for guidance.
0: Fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, I guess we, you know, I don't know if you have any other questions for myself. I I certainly feel like there's quite a lot there to learn and to unpack. Uh, you, You mentioned earlier that your website's still in development, so that is soon to come. Yes. Uh but do people can find you on Instagram and on Twitter? Uh, yeah. and that would be Sepa Healing, correct? Yes. And uh and you encourage people to reach out to you and talk to you via via those uh pathways?
1: Yeah, sure. If if anyone has questions about anything that pertains to, you know, life coaching or angel readings or any type of spiritual teachings that you just have questions about or, or just have a curiosity, you know, don't be afraid to um you know, message me because I will respond um, and then we'll take it from there.
0: Yeah, that's that's I think the key word there is do not be afraid to try something. Um, yeah. yeah, And we talked about it. We touched upon earlier is the fact that we do have these self paradigms that we worked on. And it's th- really difficult to step out of it and reach out to something, especially something where most people don't understand it or they have a misconception about. It. But I would certainly say that it makes a lot of sense to Take that leap of faith. And I'm sure that I don't want to speak for you, but I think you would be of the mind that if it doesn't work out, it's all right. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll find a different way.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, that's that's how I think that's how I've learned over time, you know, with the things that don't is to be able to release that, to be able to just let go and let the universe handle what you cannot. And when that happens, then you'll realize that so many other doors will open up for you and so many more opportunities will come and present themselves to you, whether it be a new relationship or a new job or career or, you know, new friends or whatever that may be. You know, don't be afraid to step into what you don't. Because that's what makes you alive. That is what makes you vibrate at the highest point that you can possibly vibrate. When you stop feeling secure about something, knowing that it's not good for you, and stepping into something that you, that may make you feel insecure and that you may not know anything about, but at the end, it could possibly be something that can change your life completely for the better.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, I'll, I'll end it with this. I will say this: that you. Sure you really have a passion for what it is that you're talking about. Uh, it is definitely exciting for me mm-hmm. to ha- to get to know somebody at the ground level of their adventure because it makes it all that more interesting and exciting to hear what they have to say, to, un- to uh, be along the path where they might hit a high, they may hit a low, they'll yeah. have accomplishment and disappointment. And I would certainly... Not that you need it, but I would certainly encourage you to continue on recording because I think that you have a a unique perspective on things and that's needed in this world. And I guess we'll end it with, if I do see you around Southern California, make sure to say hello. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I would appreciate that. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Hugo's Posts. I just changed that a little bit ago. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram at Hugo Torres, uh, where I post all of my food stuff and my chickens. Uh, because they bring me some food and chickens bring me joy. Uh, that's my mindfulness. And again, I want to thank you for uh, scheduling this with me today, for coming out and talking to me today, and I hope we'll do it again.
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Ego. Have a good day.
0: Thank you. You too.
1: Thanks. Goodbye. bye
0: Bye.